Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you on a Thursday. And as we do every Thursday, we get your fantasy lineup in order with the ultimate fantasy lineup presented by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And here to do the honors on that front, as always, is ESPN's NFL insider and fantasy football expert, one Field Yates on the line. Field, how we doing? It's week 14. This is kind of the end of the regular season, right? Like for fantasy goers, and we're, we're rolling into the playoffs now. That's right. For those that play in season-long fantasy, this is the final week of the regular season. <clears throat> for those that either have seen their seasons go by the wayside or are not going to make the playoffs or might be an early exit from the playoffs, that's the beauty of daily fantasy is that whether it's week one, or week 18, there are always options to score some points and make you some money, which is exactly why I'm here today. All right. Well, make us some money. Get started. What's the, who's the, <laughs> do it for me. Who's the quarterback? This, and I got to tell you, week 14, we all know it. But, man, oh, man, you still think this name that you've got at quarterback is unbelievable. Yeah. Even Geno I mean, Smith. Week, yeah, Geno awesome. Smith. He's been awesome. And it's been one of the best stories in the NFL this season. I remember coming into the season very skeptical because, and you guys can certainly attest to this, how many players hit their stride as a quarterback in the early 30s? Right? I mean, he's been a backup. He's been available to re-sign or to be signed elsewhere like four times in the past eight years, and no one has shown interest in Geno Smith. He was with the Giants. He, of course, was with the Jets. He, of course, was now is now with the Seattle Seahawks and – He's been awesome. He's been really good. He's got multiple touchdown passes in five straight games. And on Sunday, he plays against the Carolina Panthers, who are a solid defense to be sure. But the way that Geno is playing right now, he is just locked in. And the two receivers are great as well. More on them in just a little bit. Yeah, I. the only name that comes to mind is Rich Gannon for me, like a guy right. that really kind of took oh, off in the second half of his career. Or Kurt Warner as well, you know. Yeah, different circumstances, right. but yeah, <clears throat> interesting. Yeah, great one right there. Absolutely. All right, let's go to um, – let's go to – I'm sorry, Field. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Well, that's a great example of Rich Ginn. I wouldn't have thought of that one off the top of my head, but but he and Kurt Warner are probably as close as we'll get to this late-blooming Geno Smith that we have right now. Yeah, right. unbelievable. And both of those guys won MVPs too. How about that? Um, I think Geno Smith might win Comeback Player of the Year, but I don't know about MVP. Anyway, uh, the running back position here, Field – and you're you're going with a, a member of the enemy for Bills for the Bills this week. Yeah, so Zonovan Knight for the Jets, and this has nothing to do with the Bills defense, who of course is very good. 
It's the fact that you're getting Zana, you're getting Zana the Knight at sixty three hundred dollars, and what you don't know is whether he's going to be the man unto himself on Sunday or not. But if he is, that's a better price than you would normally get for a starting running back. The variable that we're keeping an eye on is whether Michael Carter plays for the Jets on Sunday, which he's expected to, given that he was off the injury report on Wednesday entirely. Uh, But we don't know how much he's going to play because of the performance of Bam Knight over the past two weeks, who actually joined Philip Lindsay as the only two undrafted players in the Super Bowl era to have at least 100 yards from scrimmage in each of their first two games. He's been a bright spot both as a runner and also as a receiver, which is why he's one of my two running backs. And I'll take it right into the second one, which is Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco for the Kansas City Chiefs, priced at $7,300. And over the past couple of weeks, he's been so busy for KC on the ground. And the big limitation for Isaiah Pacheco has been the lack of passing game involvement. He has barely been involved as a receiver until recently, in which he has been a bigger part of the Chiefs passing game, at least enough to add some potential fantasy upside. They play the Broncos, who are a good defense, but as you guys know, the Broncos' offense is the worst in the NFL. The Chiefs might only need to score 20 points before they go into clock-killing mode. If they get into clock-killing mode, it's going to be a whole lot of Isaiah Pacheco running the football. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, particularly given the – yeah, Denver can't score and the Chiefs can. And they're trying – and then at this point of the year, we've been talking about it on the show, teams are trying to stay healthy and get healthy and handing the football off for two and a half quarters just the ticket to do that. No question. And you know, especially this time of the year when you got to keep your eyes on the prize, which is being ready for January football and – the Chiefs now no longer control their fate for that number one seed in the AFC, having lost last week in the Bills at 9-3. and three. So move to the wide receivers here, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett's teammates. I kind of teased this earlier when I was discussing Geno Smith. They're priced at 7900 and 7700 respectively, are those two. Metcalf is coming off of a huge game against the Rams, went up over 100 yards. And Tyler Lockett has a touchdown through the air. Five straight weeks, which is the longest active streak in the NFL. Mm. I don't think the match is a great elite one, but I also think it's a reasonable one against a Carolina defense that has a lockdown corner in J.C. Horn and then is kind of figuring out the rest of that secondary. The third receiver here, you kind of have to swallow hard before you say it. It's Deontay Johnson for the Steelers. And the reason why I mentioned that is he hasn't scored a touchdown this year, which just seems unfathomable for a guy who in the two years prior to this was second in the uh, fourth in the NFL in total targets and had 12 receiving touchdowns in 2022, uh, 2020 and 2021. So you would think Deontay Johnson is eventually bound for the end zone. If he snaps the curse this Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens, I'll probably do a backflip, which I'm not even wow. physically capable of doing. So I might hurt myself, but uh, it would be a momentous occasion, to say the least. Well, I need film of that, uh, <laughs> you know, so we can use it on the show. That would be great. Um, tight end position, flex position. Uh, you got one of my favorite guys that I actually have on my fantasy roster. And then this young guy at tight end, I didn't know what to make of him at the start of the season, and I'm sure he's been somewhat victimized by the lack of production in that offense overall. But, but this guy could be somebody, I think, in the years to come at the tight end position. 
Yeah, he could be. It's Greg Dulcich of the Broncos, who actually was the second highest scoring tight end for the week this past week. And it was a bad week for tight ends. Kate Otten ended up being the highest scoring tight end for the week. And that was because he got that late touchdown for Tampa Bay and that miracle comeback uh, over the New Orleans Saints. But Dulcich is also a good player. You know, the big problem is just that the entire offense is so bad, as we were just alluding to earlier on. But what are you looking for? Opportunity. What do we talk about with KC? They might be up big and running the football. Well, if they're up big, that means that Denver has to throw the football, which is why Greg Dulcich finds his way into the lineup. And then the flex consideration, this one's fairly straightforward, guys. Tony Pollard has been electric for Dallas. They play the worst run defense by far in the NFL this Sunday in the Houston Texans. And it's a possibility the Texans won't have Brandon Cooks or Nico Collins You know, the NFL is a funny game where strange things can happen, but God, this could be one of those where it's 35 to nothing before you blink, and the Cowboys are basically playing running the clock football by about halftime of this game. Yeah, I was kind of, I was laughing at this one a little bit, not not to be mean or anything, but you see that Lovey Smith puts Davis Mills back in the starting lineup at the quarterback position for Houston, and I'm thinking to myself, if I'm Davis Mills, you're putting me back in? Against Demarcus Lawrence yeah. and Micah Parsons. Thanks, Coach. Thanks Appreciate for, you. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> right? Amazing. It's amazing. And uh, it's going to be tough. You know, Dave, Davis Mills, um, this is kind of the opposite of what happened with Mike White when he was inserted as the Jets' starting quarterback because Zach Wilson had just come off of a stretch in which he faced Denver, New England, Buffalo, and then Denver, um, excuse me, New England again. It might have been one more other defense in there that was legitimate, but it was like, you know, four real like New Indianapolis, excuse me, as well. You're like four or five good defenses in a row. And then Mike White comes in and gets a patty cake defense. I'm not saying Mike White hasn't doesn't deserve to keep starting, as he certainly does. Um, he did it again last week against Minnesota, but this could be the reality check weekend for Mike White. Uh, and same thing with Davis Mills, who has very little support around him right now. Uh, and I mentioned that Mike White had his way with Minnesota, so you might be thinking, why would you want to have the Vikings defense in your lineup? You know, they actually have six or more fantasy points in eight of their 12 games this season. And guys, there's no position in fantasy that's trickier to size up and less relevant to how the team is in real life than defense. You're just looking for the opportunity for turnovers. Vikings have enough playmakers on defense, a couple of pass rushers, a couple of ball hawks in the secondary. They turn this thing into a shootout, and Jared Goff has to throw the ball 50 times. Could that lead to a turnover or two? We'll see. As always, I think I've said it probably more than any other phrase that I've been or since I've been doing this with you guys for, what, almost three years now. Um I punt on defense for the most part. I just find a defense that's cheap and hope for the best. Yeah, it's so difficult for them to to amass a big number on that side of the ball. You just kind of take what you can get and look for a matchup that's that's favorable. They've been opportunistic at the end of games, I'll say that. They get interceptions just when they need them, you know, clinging to a lead like they were last week, and they get a pick from Mike White. So, yeah, why why couldn't it happen again? Jared Goff, if his attempts get up over 35, close to 40, he's usually going to gift you one. See, Brownie, you and I could switch roles here. I could spend two hours a day with Steve. We'd eat lunch together. It's right. be the fantasy guy going forward. 
Yeah, that's right. That's, well, there you go. I, um, I don't know if my record in my current Thompson. fantasy league would earn me that job, job though. <laughs> it's not pretty. I am not going to the playoffs. I might be yeah. headed to daily fantasy sooner yeah. than I thought. Um, Field, thanks as always. We appreciate uh, the lineup advice, and we'll catch up with you for week 15. Thanks, Field. Sounds good. Talk to you next Thursday. All right. That's Field Yates, NFL insider for ESPN and fantasy football expert with the ultimate fantasy lineup for week 14 presented by FanDuel. Make every moment more. We'll take a break here, but when we come back, we'll take your phone calls, get some thoughts from you on the tweet sheet about what you think will be the key to victory for Buffalo against the Jets on Sunday. Back in a moment here on One Bills Live. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 